Good morning. My name is Father Jonathan Torres. I am a new priest, uh, ordained last week along with Father Jacob Malacher. For the past, thank you. <laughs> For the past six years, I've studied at the Josephinum Seminary in Columbus, Ohio. And next week, I begin my first assignment as a parochial vicar at Immaculate Conception in Hendersonville. So I ask to please um, keep me in your prayers and be assured of my prayers for you all as well. Today, today the psalmist states, the hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs. He answers all our needs. That's a bold statement. In fact, it could be considered more than bold. There's an air of blind optimism about it, a sort of gleeful ignorance about the sufferings and trials of our everyday lives. You'd have to be living under a rock to say we're living in pretty, pretty decent times right now. Even beyond our external pressures, a global pandemic, a failing economy, chaotic riots, our own internal personal shortcomings eat away at our hearts. We pray, we strive for virtue, and yet we constantly fall. It's as, it, it's as if there is no hope for overcoming evil, both in the world and within our souls. How can the psalmist claim that our Lord answers all our needs? I think a closer look at our readings gives us an answer. First, it seems that today's gospel is well aware of just how fallen our world is. While the gospel is ultimately joyful, with Christ satisfying the hungry crowds, notice how it begins. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. Christ mourned the death of John. Death, of course, is the ultimate enemy the great price paid for our sinfulness. The gospel does not ignore this, but calls it out blatantly. St. Paul, in our second reading, also is not ashamed to call out the evils that we must ultimately face. What will separate us from the love of Christ, he asks? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? No. In all these things, we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. It's a, bit of, uh, it's a bit of a cliche to say Jesus saves, but it's absolutely true. I find it fascinating that the passage that immediately follows today's gospel is the retelling of Jesus walking on water. We know this passage well. On the stormy seas, the apostles see Jesus walking on water, and our Lord invites Peter to walk with him. Peter, as long as his eyes are fixed on Christ, can overcome the chaotic waters. But when he turns away from Christ and focuses on the present moment, he begins to sink. My brothers and sisters, the only way we can live unperturbed by the evils of this life is if we place our hope in Christ. Hope, being of course the opposite of despair, 
means looking forward to the future in order to possess something good. Just as an athlete hopes to win the gold medal and is willing to overcome any obstacle to obtain it, we as Christians look forward in hope to obtain the ultimate good, eternal life, which can only be obtained through Christ. And that goal is worth absolutely everything that we face in life. To be focused, hyper-focused on the present, on every suffering and tribulation, is to forget why we are striving to live holy and virtuous lives. We can only gain what we hope for if we remember God's grace in our lives. That is why at the climax of the Mass, the ultimate sacrifice that is Christ's salvific act to destroy death and raise us to life, the priest raises the host and says, do this in memory of me. Remembrance is the key to hope. It keeps the goal ever before our minds so that we do not sink into despair by the weight of our current sufferings. This is why the author Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings, said in a letter, as a Christian, I do not expect history to be anything but a long defeat, though it contains some glimpses of final victory. The final victory is what we look forward to and is what we must constantly remember. Even beyond death, we are called to partake in that victory. Isaiah says as much in our first reading. Come to me heedfully, he says. Listen that you may have life. I will renew with you the everlasting covenant. Notice the invocation of the future. He will. If we but remember who we are, sons and daughters of the divine king, and then persevere in hope. Again, our psalmist echoes this. The eyes of all look hopefully to you, and you give them their food in due season. While evil, death, and suffering may at times seem to define life, we wait for that season in hope when all things may be made new in Christ, who has claimed the victory over death by his cross and resurrection. Then we will be able to sing with the psalmist, realizing that all our pains and trials and evils we suffered throughout life will be counted as nothing compared to the glory that will be ours. Hope in him and pray. The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs.